into a brand new episode of Bottom Line Baseball. Alex Fuse, Jackson Ryan with you on this great Friday morning. And Jackson, when we first talked earlier this week before any postseason baseball was played, we have a few days under our belt of postseason baseball. I have not been disappointed one bit. How about you? No, it's been great so far. Um, two wildcard games were both really good. NL wildcard game was better, in my opinion. And then yesterday, you had the Astros absolutely dominate and Tampa Bay Rays do what they do. So it's been a good couple of days to start the postseason. And we got four games today. So if you're a baseball fan, you got to be excited about that. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the wild card. We'll quickly talk on them on Tuesday. The Boston Red Sox defeated the New York Yankees. Final score for that game was 6-2. to two. The Yankees' approach at the plate is what hurt them most. That was the first time, Jackson, the Yankees have had more than 10 strikeouts, no walks, and less than six hits since 2015. Um, So that's not exactly what you're looking for uh, when you're in a one-game elimination, especially with your guy on the mound in Garrett Cole. He couldn't get through three innings, and he did get hit around. He didn't have it. Fenway fans, the Red Sox fans, were chanting Garrett at him the entire appearance on the mound. The Yankees didn't have it. The Red Sox did. Now they face the Rays, and they're going to have a difficult opponent in Tampa. Yeah, I'll start off with the Yankees real quick. Um, their approach was not good, but that's a three true outcome team, so I'm not surprised there. It really starts with Giancarlo Stanton not running out of the box after he hit that ball in the first inning. And then their third base coach, Phil Nevin, getting Aaron Judge thrown out the plate because they would have had first and third with one out, you know, in that situation. So, anyway, it is what it is. And Nathan Evoldi threw the ball really well that day. And you look at the series now, Tampa Bay did absolutely what they needed to do already. Nelson Cruz has had a homer. Randy Rosarena is still home. So, they've got a lot of momentum going into today with Shane Boz, who – high school kid out of the Houston, Texas area, who is really good. So it should be the Rays winning, I believe, today, too. So we'll see what happens. Jackson, this will be the 12th season that the Yankees have not won a World Series, and that's unprecedented for the Yankees. Do you feel like that the time in New York needs to shift dramatically? Do you feel like there needs to be a change somewhere with this Yankee team? Um, Maybe. I mean, I feel like they need players that are not – power is great, but you got to be able to put the ball in play in the postseason. Um, and then you got to have good defense as well. So I feel like they need to get some more players that have more defensive value as well as putting the ball in play. Um, when you strike out a ton, Anthony Rizzo, I know he hit a homer, and same as John Carlos Stanton, but guys who strike out too much in the postseason don't win. So – that's what I feel like they should do. I mean, Aaron Boone really hasn't had a like awesome team um, really to manage yet. Some team that really spreads the ball all over the place and, and you know has really good defense because in the postseason you need dominant starting pitching defense. You know, great point by you. And I mean, you can make the argument right for or against Aaron Boone. You can look at two different things. You can see, well, on paper, this Yankee team supposedly is a lot more talented than what their record and a being eliminated in one game playoff game uh, does for you. But then you say, well, if you're saying, well, Aaron Boone hasn't really had the talent, well, then that 
is fall on the shoulders of Brian Cashman, the general manager of the Yankees. So you can look at either way. So whether it's Aaron Boone or whether it's Brian Cashman or whether it's the analytics department, um, I think all are, are an extension of some sort of Brian Cashman or the Steinbrunners. Uh, I think in general, though, looking forward, this Yankee team, I think there's maybe four guys on this 26-man roster that you have to keep. Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, Garrett Cole, and then Roldis Chapman. The rest on this roster aren't saying, I need this guy on my team. Uh, I think everyone on the roster can be moved around and shouldn't be untouchable. And I think that this Yankee team, like you said, Jackson, needs to become a lot more athletic, a lot more um, just a different aspect. It hasn't worked. The Baby Bombers came in effect back in 2017. This was supposed to be this stretch of this uh, great era in Yankee baseball. And the farthest they've made it was the American League Championship Series against the Astros in 2017. Um, they haven't made it to a World Series since 2009. Something needs to change. What this Yankee team is doing just simply isn't working. Um, I think what Aaron Boone said after the wild card game certainly is confusing, saying that the league is closing the gap in on the Yankees. I don't know exactly what Aaron Boone meant when he said that, but I think when you look at the facts, 11 teams have made it to the World Series since 2009. Eight different teams have won it. And the fact that the Kansas City Royals have a better record in the postseason than the Yankees since 2012 says something. And that this organization needs to do something quick because as of right now, in my opinion, they are the fourth best team in the division. The Red Sox, the Rays, and the Blue Jays are all a little bit better than the New York Yankees at this moment in time. Yeah, you talked about it with the uh, division. I mean, the Blue Jays are only getting better. Um, the Rays are going to be worth what the Rays do. They have the best farm system. They have the best minor league teams in all of baseball winning percentage-wise. And then you got the Red Sox who will be there. So I don't really understand Aaron Boone's comments. I don't really feel like the Yankees have been at the top of baseball really since 2009. So it doesn't make any sense to me to hear him say what he said the other night. So – Anyway, we'll see what happens. And, you know, last point about the Yankees, I feel like they missed Didi Gregorius as well, um, just from a couple of years ago. So anyway, and they missed Joe Girardi as well, in my opinion. So just interesting to see what they'll do um, for next offseason, this offseason and next year. Completely agree. Wild card game on Wednesday night. The Cardinals took on the Dodgers. Dodgers defeated the Cardinals. Final score for that game, 3-1 in terms of a fun baseball game or entertaining game to watch. This one was the better option, in my opinion. Dodgers walk it off. Were you surprised at all to see the Dodgers defeat the Cardinals in this one-game elimination? Uh, no, but the Cardinals played really well. They should have gotten the Scherzer early. Scherzer was not very good. Um, was all over the place early and often, and they ended up striking out. And when you strike out in those situations, you don't put up extra runs that you need to. You put a lot of pressure on your pitching staff. Adam Wainwright had one mistake in that game where Justin Turner hit a home run. But other than that, he was unbelievable. Thought he was better than Scherzer, to be honest with you, even though they both only gave up one run. And then the bullpen, I like the move that Schmidt made to go to the righty. He just hung, hung a slider and tipped your cap to Chris Taylor, who hit a home run. But, you know, at the end of the day, I thought St. Louis played actually a better baseball game, even though they didn't win. 
Um, but going off to this NLDS, I really like the Giants. Um, I feel like that takes a lot out of a team when you hit a walk-off home run, and especially playing 48 hours later can be interesting to see what they do tonight. I know Max Scherzer has always been untouchable since he became a Dodger, but in the wild card game, you did see some form of worriness if you're a Dodgers fan, right? You didn't have that sharp stuff that he had since he got traded to the Dodgers from the Nationals. If you're the Giants, are you still worried about the fact that eventually you will have to face Max Scherzer? Or do you think that you can squeak by in this five best of five series with Max Scherzer potentially on the mound at one point in time? Uh, I'd be more worried about tonight's game with Walker Buehler, actually, because Buehler's been really good in the postseason. So uh, I would worry more if I was the Giants if they were to lose one of these first two games. But if they take care of business at home, go up 2-0, then you're fine. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. they got a lot of veterans, and you know, it'll be a good series. But Logan Webb will start tonight, and then I don't know if he'll start in game two, but it should be interesting. The American League Divisional Series did start – on Thursday, the White Sox and Astros and the Red Sox and Rays, the first game of the day, were the Chicago White Sox. They lost to the Astros. Lance McCullers Jr. dominated once again, as he always does, especially in the postseason. Jackson, you spent a lot of time uh, just knowing and, and just seeing this Astros team play and, and how they've been able to perform in the postseason ever since this team started this dynasty Back in 2017, does it surprise you that this team still has the it factor in the postseason? Uh, no. I feel like the biggest difference in this series is uh, experience. The White Sox don't have it. I'm, I'm not talking about Tony LaRusso and Dusty Baker, but as an overall team, they do not have it, and the Houston Astros do. The Astros just came out and, and you know, put the foot on the gas immediately, um, scoring early and scoring often. And then when you have Mancana throwing the ball home, instead of taking the out, that leads to another run. So that, you know, you get to three nothing compared to two nothing, which that's a big deal in the postseason. And just little things. The White Sox strike out a lot. So we'll see what happens. The White Sox have to win today if they want to advance in this series, because I do not see them winning a game five in Houston, even if they were to win two games in Chicago. Tony LaRusso came out after the game in his post game notes and comments saying that Lance Lynn didn't have it and he did get some criticism for saying that and it just still blows me away that um, there is criticism going against Tony La Russa. it certainly is interesting to, to me to see what the future of him might be in Chicago um, I don't know the details of his contract I don't think it was a long-term deal I think it might be on a year-to-year -year basis I could be wrong with that but still, the idea of Tony Larusa being uh, a potentially the manager for next season or not, if the White Sox lose this series against the Astros, do you see uh, Larusa coming back next season? Uh, I don't know. I haven't even thought about that uh, from a White Sox perspective because the manager that you hear about in this series, he doesn't have a contract that I know of. It's Dusty Baker. Um, if you heard Jim Crane yesterday, he said we'll talk about it in the offseason. So that's kind of interesting to see, you know, Dusty as well as Tony LaRusso not have uh, contracts if they don't for next year because I don't know where you're going to go to get, you know, better people than those two um, as of right now that are younger that know analytics. So it's interesting times for sure. And 
I, I just feel like Houston's going to win this series and they're going to end up playing Tampa Bay because I'm going to flip it over to Tampa last night. They just absolutely dominated their pitching. The Red Sox had one opportunity in eighth inning, but other than that, they did not score. So it says that they did not say how long it is, but supposedly it is a multi-year contract between Lusa and the White Sox. So that's that's what um, was reported last year. So I, I'm, I would assume that he would have at least one more shot as a manager of the White Sox. Uh, but as we know, it's only one game of the series. Don't want to foreshadow anything or get too uh, down a rabbit hole because, as you know, Jackson, a lot of things can happen in this crazy game of baseball. Um, on the other side of the ALDS, the Red Sox lost to Tampa Bay in the first game of that series. Rays final score for that 5 nothing. Tampa Bay looked incredible. I, I think Wander Franco and Randy Rosarina uh, – carried the team McLaren also dominated on the mound as well and Jackson I don't know the Red Sox looked great against the Yankees they looked dominant almost as Houston-esque with that offense between Bogarts and Renfro and uh all those and Hernandez as well just dominating and staying consistent at the plate but this Rays team we've never seen something exactly like it and, and their dominance continued last night just taking advantage of every situation no yeah they did and they started early when they were scoring early and when McClanahan put up a zero to start the game that's just such an advantage for the race um but also I know I talk about Nelson Cruz all the time um but just a difference maker um hitting a home run yesterday shows got he's been there and has done it shows guys how to like Wander Franco how to take approaches in these games because the Rays some of these guys haven't experienced this and Wander Franco's the real deal and when you have guys stealing home um that's really important as well obviously Kevin Cash is one of the better managers in the game he used to be funny story about him used to be a catcher for the Round Rock Express back in 2010 so I know him pretty well awesome guy um but they have the experience now they went to the World Series last year. You say what you want to say about the 60-game season, but they did. And having a home field advantage is a big deal, even though, you know, it's not really a home field advantage there because a lot of people don't really show up. Just that's the facts. But that stadium's different, and if you're not used to playing in that stadium, it can cause you trouble. And the ball is so hard to see in that stadium when it goes up in the air. Um, yesterday, mm -hmm. we saw a play where the ball dropped in front of the Rays. Um that caused the bases to be loaded. So just interesting series so far, but Boston's got to take advantage today because if not, I don't see them winning three in a row. Mm -hmm. For today, you mentioned it, you foreshadowed it, four games today. White Sox, Astros, Braves, Brewers, Red Sox, Rays, and Dodgers, Giants. Baseball starting at 2 o'clock on the East Coast, going all the way up starting at 930 so you're going to have baseball for probably about 12 hours if you're on the East Coast or, you know, or any coast, doesn't matter, but 12 hours of baseball today and all great matchups, in my opinion. Um, a lot of historical rivalries right between the Dodgers and Giants and um, the Astros-White Sox seems to be kind of one of the newer ones, right? Um, two of the better teams going up against it. And Which matchup are you looking forward to most? Obviously, this would be game two. Uh, for um, the Astros and White Sox and Red Sox and Rays, the first game for the Braves, Brewers, Dodgers, and Giants. Which game are you looking forward to most? Braves, Brewers. 
I feel like Devin Williams' injury is going to cause some havoc for Milwaukee. Um, that's a huge injury right there because it takes out a bigger piece of their bullpen. Charlie Morton has been there and has done it. All Atlanta has to do is win one out of two in Milwaukee and you take home field advantage. Um, I feel like Atlanta's kind of been similar in regards to the Yankees. I know they haven't gotten past the first round, but they've always been in the postseason. And, you know, you know, it just seems like it's going to, they're going to get over the hump. Um, because before you know it, that series is not going to get talked about by very many people. They're both teams are probably going to get disrespected compared to the Giants and Dodgers series. But you know what? One of the two is going to be in the NLCS right there. So it's going to be an interesting series for sure. And, you know, when you have Freddie, Freddie Freeman, you got others in the situation for the Braves. You got you got to like their chances. So it should be a good series. I can't wait to see this White Sox-Astros game. I, I think you got Valdez on the mound, especially for Houston. And I'm just so intrigued to see how the Astros just – what's their plate approach today? They saw, you know, a lot of early counts yesterday that took advantage of the White Sox big time at the plate. But Lucas Giolito, he's been one of the White Sox just dominant arms, most consistent on the mound – um, especially early on in the season, but Minute Maid Park in the postseason is so difficult to perform in when you're a visiting team. Uh, just that energy and the atmosphere in there. Talk about home field advantage for the Astros. It's it's incredible. I think it's almost almost impossible to lose if you're if you are the home team in that ballpark. Uh, yeah, that home field advantage is something. And when they close the roof, um, it gets even louder. Um, you know, but Lucas Giolito's got to throw strikes early and often. And they got to be quality strikes. They can't just be strikes. You know, Lance Lynn yesterday threw a bunch, but they were, you know, right in the middle of the zone. And if you do that to Alex Bregman, you do that to Jose Altuve, you do that to Carlos Correa, you see what happens and you do that Jordan Alvarez don't forget about Jordan Alvarez rookie year in 2019 dude is an absolute stud who came over from the Dodgers for uh, Josh Fields so you imagine if he was in that Dodgers lineup what they would look like so anyway it's um, going to be a good day for baseball overall and I look forward to all the games because it should be fun Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Um, and don't forget about the Dodgers Giants. Talk about a rivalry in the postseason. Best of five. I wish it was best of seven uh, because that 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 series deserves it, especially when both teams have. I, I saw this stat the other day. This is the first time in the postseason, Jackson, where two 105 plus win teams will be facing each other in the NLDS. No, it's the first time. And so. When you see that, the Dodgers were the greatest ever wild card team. So I, I think just looking ahead and seeing that matchup between those two great teams, I, I'm hoping for a fantastic series, but a lot of baseball being played today. Always a great four postseason matchups. Any predictions? Let's go through it. White Sox, Astros, game two, who are you choosing? Houston. Yeah, um, I, I got. I feel like I agree. they're just gonna absolutely just go in there and take care of business today. I'll take Milwaukee um, barely today. I'll go like four two. I think mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's gonna win. I think Shane Boz is the real deal. Um, I feel like they're gonna take care of advantage, and then I'll go with the Giants. I know I'm going with all favorites. I just don't. I just don't like what I saw yesterday from Boston. Um, 
when they had opportunities to score, they didn't. And Chris Sale last time out against Washington, let's not forget, he was not good. Um, and then I'll take San Francisco barely, but I think that they're going to split in San Francisco, and I think they're going to split in LA, and it's going to go back to San Francisco for game five. Yeah, I would say the only thing I would might disagree with you on, but it's the, the factor of Chris Sale, right? Uh, Chris Sale in the postseason historically is untouchable. But this is a Chris Sale that just a few weeks ago was still on the injured list, and he hasn't had a full season under his belt, hasn't been able to uh, – he's come back healthy, but how healthy is he? And, and how ready is he to go up against the Rays in Tampa? Uh, I, I think this is a must-win for the Red Sox. They do. They would have um, two games at Fenway Park, so a little bit more of an advantage for the Red Sox. But then you got to win Game Five in Tampa Bay, and if they lose tonight, then you're asking a big ask to win three games in a row, like you said earlier, Jackson. But man, the if factor for me is which Chris Sale are we getting tonight for the Boston Red Sox? Is it the Chris Sale we saw against the Nationals? Or is it Chris Sale that we saw in the postseason back in 2018? Uh, we just don't know. There are some guys like Randy Rosarina, right? As soon as the calendar hits October, they're just different players. And uh, Madison Bumgarner, right? Back in 2015 or 2014, excuse me, when he just turns it on in the month of October where he's dominant. Maybe Chris Sale is that guy. I don't know. We'll find out tonight. Um, I, I think the Brewers are going to pull it off tonight, and I think the Astros are as well. And, and the Dodgers-Giants are a toss-up for me. Walker Buehler on the mound. I feel confident in L.A., but also they're in San Francisco, and that ballpark is another one that is just tough to, tough to win in when you're in a visiting team. Uh, great baseball games today, though. I'm excited. I know we will be back early next week to break things down for you and to give a little more insight on where we stand in both the American League Divisional Series as well as in the National League. Jackson, any final notes that you want to add to the podcast? No, I just think the final note, I guess, would be it'd be interesting to see if Dusty Baker gets an extension after this year. Yeah. Um, of what ownership was saying, because if not, it'd be interesting to see where they go. Mm -hmm. And the Astros need to win. And I feel like their window is closing because um, windows don't stay open forever. So right. it should be interesting. And we'll see the fans were talking about Kay Correa. So we'll see if Carlos Correa stays or if he goes. Hey, one more surprising note about the Astros. They're doing this without their ace, Justin Verlander. Um, imagine how much better this Astros team would have been this year if they had Verlander healthy. Um, you look at just how well the Dodgers have been with Max Scherzer, with that just veteran presence, and you look at the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals would have made the postseason without Adam Rainwright. So imagine how much better that rotation would have been with a Justin Verlander, especially in the postseason. Yeah, there's just guys that are just different. He's different. I know the World Series numbers haven't, you know, lived up to what they, what they, what he expects. But when he's on the mound, you just feel like you're going to win. Um, when they faced New York in game six, you just felt like he was going to win that game. Um, when, you know, he's on the mound, you just it's just, just a different feeling. So there's not very many guys in the games that you're like, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer or Lander, most likely first ballot Hall of Famer. So interesting to see what happens. 
Well, for Jackson, I'm Alex Fuse. Have a great rest of your Friday. Enjoy baseball all day long, and we will be seeing you on Monday. Have a great rest of your day.